There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you're well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. As I always say, and I truly mean it, it massively helps out the channel. So thank you so much if you do these things. And let's crack on with today's first story. Much love, guys. Now, today's first story comes from Material Role 4483 and says, I, 31 male, overheard my fiance, 29 female, talking to her friends about how she sees me and I'm crushed. We met in college and remained just casual acquaintances at the time. We both took a couple of the same classes and hung out a few times. Stayed in contact, but never too terribly close. We both graduated and a few years later, we reconnected after randomly running into each other after we unknowingly both moved to the same city. It was around that time that my career really took off. A few senior engineers from my company recruited me for a startup they had been working on. We got a few big clients and VC funding pretty early on, so Within a few years, the money really started to roll in. She and I started dating, and honestly, up until now, I've been nothing but happy. Things were going great, and I felt like I was really close to her. I've been nothing but doting and appreciative of her. This all began to shift last week when I overheard her talking to her friends about how she views me. I planned to work later than usual, but came home early with a stomachache and went to lie on the bed. I must have fallen asleep for about two hours, but when I woke up, I could hear her in the living room with some of her friends while they were drinking. The conversation was pretty casual until they started talking about the wedding and our relationship in general. Through the laughter, she went on to describe how she had landed herself the perfect rich simp, how she basically controlled me and how I'd give her the life she always wanted. I was just a tool for her to use. Her friends thought it was hysterical and egged her on. I know she was drinking and I know maybe she was joking, but for me, the trust is gone. I don't feel like I can still marry her when I've heard in her own words that she sees me this way. When she later went to the bedroom, she seemed surprised to see me, but she also assumed I'd been asleep. I haven't confronted her yet and I'm just dreading cancelling the wedding, which is scheduled for next April. And when OP mentioned that the trust is gone in the relationship, and that's how I view a lot of relationship posts, when you lose that little bit of trust. What is there left in a relationship? I know for myself, if I overheard something like that, I would lose trust, of course. And I find it really difficult for myself to to move past that. So the only way forward is to, you know, look at walking away from this, I guess. And I'm not sure what OP is going to do in the updates, but this that's just like purely from my perspective there. But throw away, I'm too old, says you can leave her. I left my fiance. That seemed impossible to do at the time but I did it and it was absolutely the right choice. If you were to put yourself in her shoes, could you imagine saying such things? That's all you really need to know. Sorry, friend, just know that you did nothing wrong. There are serious character issues with her though. Issues she has already chosen are all right with her. 
Not Deadpool says, I think you are totally right to want to cancel everything. When you have lost trust, there isn't really a way back from that. Be brave. This is going to get worse before it gets a lot better. Good luck. Don't keep putting it off. Curious One replies that and says, yeah, you need to talk to her about it, but there will likely be denials and recriminations and the inevitable, I was just joking. But it's not funny. It's not respectful. And she hasn't told you about it as a funny joke she engaged in. I guess you could test it by offering her a prenup. But honestly, how can you trust her words or feelings again? Holly of Horry says, when someone shows you who they are, believe them. I'm so sorry, but at least you found out before you were legally tied to her. Cerebus replies to that and says, absolutely. This is the most honesty that he's going to get from this woman. She didn't know that he was around and was free to make fun of him to all of her friends and lay out what her plan was. He needs to believe everything that she said. What she says to him after she finds out that he heard is just covering her ass and trying to salvage her golden ticket. And those friends, wow, what a bunch of cruel, crappy people. Angry Tudor says you can never trust this woman again. There are two elements to being a good partner. How you treat your partner when you are with them and how you treat them when you are not with them. At best, she has treated you unbelievably crappy when she is not with you. She has boasted to her friends that you mean nothing to her. They have egged her on and laughed at your expense and she has chosen to make that happen. She has belittled you and treated you like nothing to get a laugh to improve her own reputation with a bunch of women who can only be awful people. That alone is enough to never trust her again, even if what she said she didn't mean. It doesn't matter who I am with. I've always defended my wife and sung her praises and I am very confident she has done the same with me, even at times when her family were pressuring her horribly to slag me off. And that's all assuming she was joking, and I doubt she was. It's not something someone would make up just for reputation points. As I say, she has eliminated all trust either way. A deleted user says, I've heard when people are intoxicated, they can be quite truthful. I don't think this was a joke. Even if it was, it was cruel, disrespectful, and hurtful. I think you should reevaluate your situation. Your fiancé views you different as somewhat a simple-minded cash machine that has you wrapped around her finger. If you marry her, consider a prenup. Otherwise, cancel the wedding. Find a lady that deserves you. She really doesn't. And one more comment from Fine I'll Crack On who says, Just remember, OP, being drunk doesn't mean you become a different person. You have full control over your actions and your words. Alcohol merely lifts your inhibitions. She said that to her friends because she genuinely thinks that's on some level. Any woman that will happily disrespect a man like that, even as a joke, is a liability. Thank God you found out before signing that document. Walk away, dump her, learn why she felt like that about you. Correct where you went wrong and keep it moving. Your 30s are when things get a lot better for you with women anyway. She did you a favor. So OP comes in with her first update a couple of weeks later, which says, Sorry it took me a couple of weeks to post an update, but it's been really hectic. I confronted her a couple of days after my initial post. I wanted to see if she would be honest, if there was even a chance of working this out. So I initially didn't allow her to know I personally overheard her. I told her I heard a rumor that she had been talking about me that way. She pressed me for a name, but after I refused to give her one, she flat out told me repeatedly that I had been lied to and she would never talk about me that way. I then told her I personally overheard her. Then her entire demeanor changed. I think she hadn't considered that I'd been awake when she had her friends over or that this was such a common topic of conversation that she didn't know exactly which specific conversation I'd heard rumors of. I told her I was calling off the wedding. Then she started crying and I genuinely felt bad. But at the same time, 
can't really trust her anymore. She left and I have no idea where she went, but I got a few calls from her friends later that night and the next morning. They were the same friends I overheard earlier, so I just never answered. Her dad randomly showed up that afternoon and seemed surprised at what I said. She hadn't given him a detailed reason for why I was calling off the wedding, just that I had lost my trust. He didn't have much to say after I told him, but said I should try to work things out. She came back the next day and I still have no idea where she went, nor do I really care. I was blunt and told her she would need to find a new place somewhat soon. Since then, I've been spending as little time as possible home and she seems to be gradually removing some of her smaller personal items. It's a mess and she keeps trying to salvage things and when that fails, the crying starts. I'm glad I found out sooner rather than later. Then Opie comes in to give us a final update which says my ex and one of her male friends showed up with a U-Haul to get the last of her stuff the weekend after my last post. I didn't trust their chemistry together but I also didn't really care. I didn't even bother to learn if she has a new lease or if she was staying with him. She thankfully left my ring behind so I don't know what to even do with it. It cost me 15k retail but the resale looks like a fraction of the original cost. I also have a lot of work to do to recoup my deposits for the venue, caterer and planner. Her mum called me the night after she left but I didn't answer. I honestly didn't want to hear it. I've always had a great relationship with her but she sounds so much like her daughter that I didn't know if I could take that conversation. I had a really difficult time emotionally over the last month and a half dealing with this. I've always been a casual drinker but lately I've been avoiding going home and drinking with old friends far more consistently to avoid having to deal with the fallout. I know it's not healthy, but it's all I could do to not fall apart completely. Some of that spilled over into my work, and I think the other founders noticed. I lead a small DevOps team and do a ton of technical work myself. Because of this, my mistakes are really easy to notice since they largely manifest in infrastructure breakage, CICD outages, and downtime in key applications. I don't know how exactly they learned what happened, but after I mentioned I wouldn't be going to see family during Thanksgiving, The CTO sent me a text asking me if I was home and showed up with the CEO 30 minutes later the night before Thanksgiving. The CTO had apparently learned what happened a few days before and he, along with his wife, had spent most of the day basically making me a feast. It was incredible. Beef bourguignon, bruschetta, potato salad, lasagna, deviled eggs, duck roast, to say the least. The CEO brought an incredibly expensive bottle of whiskey and some high-end Japanese A5 steaks. I was brought to tears. I'd never been shown this much love and appreciation in my entire life. I will never forget it. We basically just drank whiskey, ate food, and talked for hours. They gave me the rest of the year off and asked me to just make sure I delegated the most time-sensitive work. I'm not even sure what I'm going to do, but I'm thinking of vacationing in Ireland for a few weeks. Never mind, I've frozen leftovers for weeks. And although... This is going to be absolutely painful for Opie in this situation, losing your fiance like that and dealing with all those thoughts and emotions. But the support system Opie had, his colleagues coming round and making him a big meal and showing their love and support to him, I think was absolutely fantastic. And maybe this is a bit harsh, but to think what is the alternative to this, that he was to get married and eventually down the line, find out what he's just found out in this particular story which I personally think is a far worse situation because then you've lost most of your assets at the same time anyway. But now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below and let's move on to another story. 
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. And our next story comes from Subject Hospital 493, who says, am I the a-hole? We're telling my son, he has to go to university, get a job, or get out. My wife and I have three children. They're 17, 15, and 10. My oldest has no intention to do anything after school, at least none he has made clear to us. So I gave him the same ultimatum my parents gave me. Either go to university, get a job, or get the hell out. I chose to travel the world for two years. I had a lot of sailing experience, and my father had a lot of friends in that community. So I was able to sail around the world, earning money and working my ass off. It wasn't a two-year vacation. My family is well off and I could have chosen an indolent life, but I knew I would be a disappointment if I chose that. So when I got back, I enrolled in university and eventually went to work for the family business. My wife thinks that I'm being unfair to our poor baby boy, throwing him out into the world. I am not. We have the money to pay for his university. We have the money for all three kids. My middle child will probably end up with a good chunk of it in her pocket. She's on track for an academic as well as a golf scholarship. The 10-year-old is 10 and who knows what he's going to do, but he knows the plan. We've not been secretive about this rule. My wife and I agreed that we would raise productive members of society before we got engaged. Her and my son think I'm being cruel to expect him to fend for himself at 18. I have offered him multiple opportunities to do other things. He has no interest in anything beyond his computer. I'm at a loss. I don't think I'm wrong for expecting an adult to adult. My parents have already told him that they will not be giving him any money if he isn't in school or working. My wife is threatening to use her salary to support him. I don't have any say in that. I won't actually kick him out of the house, but I will stop paying his bills and cut off our grocery budget by 20%. If she wants to work so he doesn't have to, there is nothing I can do about that. And just to add this bit of extra info, third tries the charm says, not the a-hole, assuming that a trade school, apprenticeship, or community college would also be acceptable. And Opie says, that's school or a job, so yes. And we'll start with Chibi Sailor Mercury, who says, it's not fending for oneself. When the parents tell the kids, go to university, we pay for it, you stay under our roof or work. Keep your money for you to yourself. You stay under our roof or choose to do nothing with your life and you'll have to fend for yourself. Not at all. You don't even give him ultimatums about what to study or what job to take. He could bum around from major to major or from minimum wage job to another while figuring out what he wants to do in his life with all expenses paid. He's not going to get sudden inspiration on how to spend his adult life by staying home and doing nothing. Not the a-hole for actually parenting your kid. Edit two. 
I just had the realization. I'm sure I had read the other comments. I would notice people notice that too. That your offer either forces your son to stay home and work slash study or leave house and work. You might as well choose the easiest solution, which is to not leave the house to struggle and then default to taking the first job available. Disastrous problem says, not the a-hole, but at the same time, it doesn't really sound like you're helping him understand his options. You're just giving him a list of things you think he should do based off your own childhood. It's been 20 years. The job landscape has changed and the opportunities and careers available to you when you were his age are going to be different than the ones available today, even if they share the same title. Yeah, he might be lazy, but he might also just be overwhelmed, knows what he doesn't want to do and he has no idea where to look to figure out what he wants to do. Could also add in a sprinkle of being afraid to fail at things if he tries, especially if he's already being looked at as a failure before he has even begun, which is a valid concern based off how you talk about him. Actually, talk to him and listen. Don't talk at him. Try to look at the future state he wants to be in and focus less on how right now if it's too overwhelming. It's hard to be ambitious when you don't have a goal and he needs to create one right now. I don't know how helpful career counselors are for teens when it comes to collecting their thoughts and building out their goals, but as a college dropout, I found talking to one incredibly helpful at the beginning of my career to get myself into the right mindset in pursuing growth and I make more money than all of my friends who didn't go into STEM and hopped into college and graduate school without direction. What kind of life does he envision for himself in the future? Is he looking to make enough money to live off of and have a savings account, but wants more personal time? Or does he want to run a business someday? Does he want the ability to travel the world? Or does he prefer to stay in the States? Does he like the idea of working on a team and managing others? Or does he prefer to have an individual contributor? Does he like working on computers or is it just a hobby? Does he have any strengths that he can lean in on? Break down the big task of figuring out the future and career into smaller tasks and help him understand what his options are besides a nebulous go to college and get a job. And I gotta say that comment hit pretty hard and it reminded me of myself when I was 17 and and just leaving school and I had no, no idea what I wanted to do at all, like not even the slightest. Maybe that's a slight lie. I know I wanted to work in computers. I was thinking web design at the time, something like that. But I certainly felt massively overwhelmed and didn't know who to approach or where to go or what to do. And I'm not pointing fingers at, you know, school parents or other people around me because this was me and I didn't know how to express it. There was a lot. I can remember there was an absolute lot going on around that time. This was the absolute last year of my school where I got bullied to shit and I was focusing on that all the time. So there was also other outside influences and you never know that might be going on with your son obviously i don't know and i could just be making excuses here but so whilst i don't think op is the a-hole in this situation for trying to give their child you know opportunities in life and trying to get them on the right track i think like this conversation like this last comment said maybe just a, a a deep level to level conversation about where you want to go with your future you know hype him up because it sounds like he's got a wonderful opportunity with the support of his parents to try and get into whatever he would want to, which I think is fantastic. But also, like that comment said, he may just be lazy. I don't know. But what do you guys make of this situation? What would you say to OP? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. Let's have another story. And our next story comes from Banana Pudding Kit, who says, Am I the a-hole for asking my roommate to keep her cat in her bedroom? I, 24 female, live with my girlfriend, 25 female, and a roommate, 23 female. We share a two-bedroom apartment and have lived together for two years now. 
Up until now, we have gotten along pretty well. My roommate has an elderly cat. The cat is honestly kind of mean. She doesn't like me or my girlfriend and will run away if we try to pet her or pick her up, so we just avoid each other. My roommate asked if we had cats prior to moving in because she said her cat doesn't like other cats. We did not have any pets at the time, so it worked out. We did tell her that we might want one some days, to which she said we would have to revisit the issue if it came up. But my girlfriend and I have gotten to a place where we really want a pet of our own. We saw a kitten at a shelter and just fell in love with him. We got the okay from our landlord and brought him home last week. His name is Banana Pudding. Our roommate is furious with us. She told us that we were aware that her cat doesn't like other cats. I told her honestly that it's unfair for us to have to tiptoe around her cat and that we were allowed to have our own pets as long as the landlord is okay with it, which he is. She couldn't expect us to never get a pet to cater to her cat's needs 24-7. The conversation ended there. Unfortunately, things have escalated because her cat hisses and swats a banana pudding just for existing. She is honestly pretty aggressive, which is a big issue in my opinion. Our kitten is very friendly and sweet and causes no problems. We asked our roommate that she keep her cat in her bedroom since she's elderly and aggressive. She refused and hasn't been speaking to us. She says we are huge a-holes and even got some mutual friends to take her side. I personally think that if her cat is so aggressive and uncomfortable, it's her responsibility to live alone. It's gotten so bad that my girlfriend is crying and considering taking the kitten back to the shelter. So here I am to get an outside perspective because I don't know what to think now. Am I the a-hole? And there is an update to this situation. That was the paragraph where it said, you know, you did tell her that you might want a pet someday. And then she said, we'd have to revisit the issue if it came up. That cat's already been there for a long time by the sounds of it. But then you just went and turned up with a kitten and expected it to be okay. Yes, you will be the a-hole in this situation. And not only towards the living situation with your roommate, but towards the cats as well. And I'll just read one of the comments from this post because they're all pretty much identical. Dipping my toe says you're the a-hole. The older cat was there first and your roommate warned you that he did not like other cats. Instead of having any kind of conversation, you just brought home a kitten and now expect an elderly cat to be confined to one room for the rest of his life. You are most indeed the a-holes here. The cat deserves to live out his life in peace and if you want to keep your kitten, you better go find somewhere else to live. Your roommate has every right to be angry and you are out of line. That comment then did edit to reply to the updates. So we're going to move to the updates now. But Opie says, so I definitely am the a-hole. The comments have really helped me understand that my roommate's cat is just acting well like a cat. I'm willing to admit I was ignorant and impulsive. I've never had a pet before and should have done more research before jumping into pet ownership. I plan to sincerely apologize to my roommate. She's willing to talk when she gets home from work. I'm going to see if she's willing to try a proper introduction for both kitties and banana pudding. We'll be staying in our room for the duration while her kitty will be able to roam. I'm hopeful that things will work out and I want to thank everyone for being blunt and educating me. I was impulsive and inconsiderate, but my roommate is a great person and I think she will forgive us and be willing to try and make it work. Edit 2. Roommate and I have talked. I apologize to her for being selfish, ignorant and for putting her cat in an uncomfortable situation. She forgave me and said she'd be happy to help do a proper introduction between the kitties. She said that if we do things slowly and carefully, a cat might be able to accept banana pudding. And now our kitten will be staying in our room for the introduction process. She also taught me a little bit about cat body language and guys. Her cat came and sat in my lap. She even purred. 
My roommate is very kind and a forgiving person. And I'm very thankful that she chose to forgive me after I was such a huge a-hole to her. She played with banana pudding and gave me some cat food recommendations. I think things are going to work out. Thanks everyone for your advice and criticism. So now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? Is there anything else that they could be doing? Let us know your thoughts down in the comments below. And just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved. And hopefully I will see you in the next one. Take care and much love. So naive when life was good, weather and palm trees. Back in the day, you were everything I need. But then along came a time when you crushed my dreams. Oh, yeah, you played me like a fool when you made me believe that the line between love wasn't thick enough to read. Oh, yeah, you see, we in despair, crime everywhere. You're selling false hope because you just don't care. Nah, uh, you just don't care. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.